Uh, Here in a moment, um, we're going to be in Genesis chapter 22. We're beginning a new series uh, entitled All In, uh, All In. And here in a moment, we're going to be in Genesis chapter 2, looking at the story of Abraham and Isaac, uh, right? And you talk about a a story uh, that can be used in terms of trusting in the Lord, an example of uh, such. Uh, man, we're going to be there uh, here in just a moment. But before we go there, I uh, want to share a couple of things here. Um, this is our uh, really our one main uh, vision series that we do a year uh, as a, a church, uh, the Living Hope family. Right. And, and so want to share some news in light of uh, the direction where the Lord is taking us. All in, if you're new with us, is um, our uh, vision for the next several years as a church, us going all in really for the four C's, uh, going all in for Christ, number one, then going all in for the church, uh, all in for our city, the city of Clarksville, and then all in for our children, right, because uh, we're called to be folks that invest in the next generation. And so uh, part of that is... Right, us looking to take steps of faith as a church context here at Tylertown to continue to fulfill the mission moving forward. Uh, and so with that being said, right, I just want to share with you some good news. You can go ahead and look around you and see, man, hey, we're getting pretty tight in here in Jesus name. Man, it is uh, full up, man. New families coming in, families coming back, man. It's exciting. And we're pumped to see what the Lord has for us. And, and so in praying, seeking the Lord, uh, we sense, right, that it is time to take that uh, next step of faith and move uh, to adding another service to our schedule here uh, at Taltown. So you see the times there. Um, uh, we're going to a three-service schedule starting October the 22nd, right? And uh, the times are on the screen. Uh, we're adding an 845 time, uh, so 845 uh, 10 uh, and 11:15. And over the next several weeks, you'll hear uh, about that. And so, uh, so you see that uh, that time there. Uh, this service, hey, you've got you know two options, or really three, if you want to just go later. I know, uh, but uh, but you can go to the 10 o'clock time or go to the 8:45 time, right? Uh, the good news, and I'll go ahead and sell the 8:45 time. The good news about that 8:45 time is, if you are a, a, a sports fan, football fan. I promise you, you'll get out in time. Hey, not only just to catch the game, you can go pick up some wings to eat during the game. And so you can consider that a, a time that you can attend. Uh, but all joking aside, hey, we uh, believe that this is the direction that the Lord is going. So we ask uh, as a staff that you uh, uh, think about three things as we take this next step. And then we'll dive into the text. The first thing is this. We ask for you to do this, uh, to pray, to pray. There is uh, much lostness in our city. There are many people, right, that may be saved but have not found a community. In our context, there are folks that are coming, right, uh, being PCS here, that are alone, that have no community, have no family here, and then are looking for a place to plug in and connect. And so I, we ask as a staff that you pray And ask the Lord, right, to continue to uh, bring folks to our context. But also, man, seek the Lord and ask, right, him to give you direction and insight on who you ought to invite to come. Hello. It's not just our job to do it, not just the job of the deacons and the staff. Man, it's all of us. Who is the Lord, man, having your heart, man, to 
seek out and invite to come. That's the first thing. Second thing we ask for you to do as a church is to invest. To invest. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 15, 56 and 57, uh, well, uh, 58 rather, says this, be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. The truth is, right, if you're saved in here, right, you have a calling. If you're saved in here, hey, you have a mission. And that mission, right, involves investing in the life of the church. And so if you're in here, been coming here for a little while, looking for a place to, to connect, hey, now is the time. We need you. As we move to another service, hey, there's going to be needs, right, to, to staff those extra services. We need you. And so prayerfully consider how you and your family can invest in, man, serving here, whether it be in kids, whether it be in greeting, if you uh, are uh, musically gifted, talented, whether it be in, you know, uh, worship here, whether it be running tech, sound. Hey, we need you. Need you. And so look to invest. Then third thing is, and I just mentioned it, hey, invite. Invite. Like I said, so much lostness here. But, hey, so many folks that know the Lord but are just wandering, right? They don't have a place to root. Get connected. Man, hey, invite folks to come and be a part of the work here. We believe this next step, right, is a step of faith in us looking to uh, uh, grow, not just numerically, but spiritually here. But ultimately all for the purpose of reaching people. And so, man, I encourage you to consider those three things. Exciting days ahead. I really believe it. God is at work here. And bless God, he's just getting started. Just getting started. And so glad you're with us. Hey, in Jesus' name, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep reaching our community in this city. Hey, we're going to keep, man, seeing disciples raised up and invested in. We're talking about family groups. to get Folks get plugged in. We're going to keep moving forward. And so, man, hey. Join us and be a part of what uh, the Lord is doing. So that being said, Genesis chapter 22. Genesis chapter 22. If you're there, let me know that you're there by saying there. I'm almost there. Let me let me get there real quick. Myself. I thought I was there. I'm there. And we're going to read verses 1 through 14. Uh, uh, familiar passage, been in church any length of time, but man, what a picture of a man that uh, went all uh, in. Uh, Genesis chapter 22, verses 1 through 14. This is what the word of the Lord says. After these things, which we'll talk about these things here in a second, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And he said, here I am. He said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and his son, Isaac. And he cut the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. And on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place from afar. Then Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey and I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. 
And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took in his hand the fire and the knife. So they both went or they went both of them together. And Isaac said to his father, Abraham, my father. And he said, here I am, my son. And he said, behold, the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So they went, both of them, together. And when they came to the place of which God had told him, Abraham built the altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to slaughter his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, seeing that you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, behind him was a ram caught In the thicket by his horns and Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place the Lord will provide or as we know Jehovah Jireh as it is said to this day on the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. Why don't we pray uh, together one more time. Lord God we love you. We thank you Lord for this uh, beautiful a picture of uh, all in faith. Uh, God, I ask over these next few moments, Lord, that you uh, speak to us, challenge us, Lord, to have an all in faith, not just a faith that and we show on Sundays, or not just a faith that we have when things are good, but a faith that is all in, fully devoted uh, to you. Willing to lay whatever down. God, for your sake. God, be with us now. Meet with us here. And we ask these things all in your gracious and heavenly name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Uh, Brother Devin, when I was in college, um, a few of us friends, you know, we had played uh, football in high school. We decided to. start a, uh, on an intramural flag football team, right, uh, for the school. And so we played, and, man, we had a blast, but we realized, man, we really miss uh, the most fun part about football, hitting somebody in the mouth. We miss that. And we saw that the Louisiana Tech football team, they were hosting open tryouts because they had players that were injured, and so you could try out for the team, and, man, if you made it, you got a chance to be a part of the team. And I had a buddy of mine that I played with that seriously considered that. See, he missed the game more than I did. I remember him asking me, he said, hey, man, Irv, what do you think about, man, hey, doing this, actually going out and trying out? And I didn't even consider it. Didn't even consider it. Because here's what I thought. I said, man, there's no way, man, I'm going to go and practice three hours a day, right? Hey, you know, do all this lifting just to wear a uniform, right, on a Saturday. I know good and well I'm not getting in. I'm not going to play in the game. Do all that stuff, man, for nothing. I wasn't willing to do that. Brother Wayne, I wasn't wasn't willing to make the sacrifices I needed to in order to do that. No way. 
No way. Hey, I enjoyed, man, getting a chance to go to Burger King at 2 a.m., man. I enjoyed having my own time. I enjoyed, man, eating donuts whenever I wanted to. I enjoyed that. I wasn't trying to, hey, I wasn't trying to give up what I loved, right, to be a part of that. Here's what I discovered. Hey, I discovered at the end of the day, man, it wasn't worth it for me to jump be a part of that team. I wasn't willing to go all in. You know where I'm going to go, but I'm going to go there anyways. Hey, there is one who is worth it, who is worth going all in for. There is one who is worth our entire life. His name is Jesus. When we surrendered our lives to him, that's what we said. Like I've talked about before. Hey, we didn't just make him savior. He didn't just save us from our sins. Right. Hey, he became ruler, leader of our life. And so the call for us is to daily, hey, choose to give our whole life back to him. Here it is. The call for us is to go all in. What that looks like, hey, is as a family, right, you and your kids going all in for him. You as parents choosing, hey, to go all in and say, hey, Lord, hey, these kids are yours. My, Hey, these plans are yours. My life is yours. Hey, where you lead, man, hey, we will follow. The call is to go all in. And this Jesus that we follow and worship is worthy of that call. And we see a man here in Abraham, man who answers this call to go all in. Answers this call to go all in. Say, Pastor Irv, man, how did he do that real quick this morning, right? Uh, We see Abraham as a man who had all in faith. And that's the call for us, man. And we see three Realities about what all in faith is here in the text. Right? What does it look like for us to be all in? We see first and foremost in verses one through six, we see that this all in faith consists of a willingness to let go, to let go. Let me backtrack here a little bit. If you're not too familiar with the scriptures, Abraham, right, uh, who is, uh, you know, uh, uh, Father Abraham. He is literally, right, the uh, father of uh, the Jewish nation, Jewish descendants. He had, he and his wife Sarah had sought out, right, to have a son for a long time. God had made a promise to them. But, hey, they were old in years and they waited, they had to wait for a long, long time. 25 plus years had passed and we see this son right to be uh, delivered to them. His name is Isaac, the promised one. And we see here in Genesis chapter 22, God tell Abraham to take him and to look to go and sacrifice him. Imagine that. Think about that as a parent. Think about that. Those of you who just have one son, think about that or have multiple kids. Think about that. But, hey, we see Abraham, right, because of his faith, he had a willingness to let go. Man, he was willing to let go of his most precious gift. Hey, can that be said of our life? Now, don't hear me. I'm not just I'm not saying here, hey, that uh, the the point of this passage isn't right that. Oh, man, God, how, how cruel can he be, man, willing to have Abraham kill his own son? That's not the point of the passage here. The point of the passage is this. Hey, Abraham really loved Isaac, but did he love God more? And so whatever, quote unquote, Isaacs are in your life. Hey, are you willing, hey, to to give them up for the Lord? All in faith, man, is consists of a willingness to let 
go. And we see here Abraham show this willingness to let go of uh, his son. Man, he let go of a couple other things, too, which I think applies to us in this room uh, today. First thing he let go of, or another thing that he chose to let go of, was his past. Abraham showed that he had all in faith because he let go of his past. You may say, Pastor Irv, where does it say that here in the text? Well, you've got to go back a couple of chapters. Abraham was tested several times in his life, and we know him as a man of faith. But he wasn't a perfect man, Brother Shane. Hey, he made some mistakes. Starting in Genesis 12, man, hey, God had called him to leave the Earl of the Chaldees to go, right, to a place that he was going to tell him to go. He followed that. But there was trouble that came during that time. In the midst of him and Sarah waiting to have a child, they realized, hey, you know, God, you know, I know we love God, but, man, he doesn't know what he's talking about. We're too old to have a kid. So they came up with the smart decision, right, for Abraham to lay with his hand servant, Hagar, and have a child there, which ended up becoming a mess. And then we see later on, man, this dude named Abimelech, Right, they enter into this land. Abraham is scared that uh, the people are going to seize his wife, Sarah. So he flat out lies to Abimelech and the people there. Says, hey, this is actually my my sister, which, hey, caused a whole bunch of issues. Because if they ended up lying with her, they would all been dead. He almost caused the death to a ton of folks because of lack of faith. Had all that happened, had all that take place. But then we see in chapter 22 here when God said, hey, get up and go. Here it is. He let go of his past, got up and left. Can I just go ahead and keep it 100? Hey, there's so many folks within Christian life, maybe folks in this room, right? You are so crippled by your past. You hadn't let it go. It's keeping you right from following the Lord in obedience to him. Some of you guys are so crippled. Right. With the skeletons that are in your closet that you hadn't dealt with, man, that it's hindering you from following him, following him. What we've got to do, right, all in faith, consists of choosing to let go, man, of the skeletons. Let go of the past and choose to be all in for him. You've got to understand that our transgressions in Christ have been forgiven as far as the east is from the west, Psalm 103.12 says, when you came to him. We can't let our past issues, right, keep us from going all in for the Lord. You can't let, hey, the past and what you've walked through lead you to wallow instead of worshiping him. You can't let the past and and, and what has happened, decisions that you made in the past, keep you from sitting and soaking instead of serving him. You've got to choose to let them go. Don't grumble, man. Don't choose to grumble and say, woe is me, man, and let that keep you from giving to him. We are heirs in Christ. Our past has been forgiven. Our future is secure. Hey, so let go of the past and go all in. Man, it's letting go of your past. But also, secondly, is this, and we just mentioned this briefly. But we see Abraham here, let, let go, he let go of his plans, didn't he? Great plans here. This son Isaac, right, was the promised son. Abraham said, too old to have a kid. God promised this son. Right, hey, this son, hey, was going to continue the, the line. Of God's chosen people. And he let all that go. Let go of the future. Isaac wasn't just a little baby here. A lot of scholars believe, uh, you know, that he could have been anywhere from a preteen, 10, 11 years old, to a grown man, 32, 33. I lean closer to the preteen age. He was about 12 you know, or so. Right? And so, I mean, he's a young man just growing up. 
Just being able to be there with his son. Man, he was letting that go. Man, because he saw that the Lord is worth it. And the same call can be true in our life. Man, hey, many of us have plans in here. Right, whether it be career. Hey, w- hey, whether it be personal plans, personal goals. Hey, all in consists of choosing to let those go. Nothing wrong with having a little ambition. Hey, n- nothing, nothing wrong with pursuing things, if you will. But number one, if God calls for you to pivot, you pivot. But number two, hey, if plans aren't going according to plan, hey, you still choose to worship him anyways and let go. Say, hey, this isn't, hey these, these aren't my plans. And you lay those plans down, man, at the altar of the Lord. All in is saying, Lord, this is not my life. This is yours. I let go of my plans, my future, my life. Man, I let go of my kids, that dream home. In order to follow you, can that be said of our life? Man, are we willing to let go? All in faith, right, is choosing to live life open-handed. God, I don't control my life anymore. You do. So, hey, take my life and let it be. Consecrate, Lord, unto thee. All in faith consists of being willing to let Go. Secondly, all in faith consists of this, man, walking by faith. Go back to the text here. Make sure you know I'm not making it up. They get to Mount Moriah, right, the place that they were to go. Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering, verse 6, laid it on Isaac. Then Isaac said, hey, my, my father, behold, the fire in the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So they went, both of them, together. Even earlier on in that passage, whatever he's talking to his little servant dudes that were there with him, he said, hey, y'all wait here. Me and the son are going to worship. And then, hey, we're going to come back together. Didn't say he was. We're going to come back. So what was Abraham saying there? He's saying this, hey, I have faith in what God has said. He said that this child, Isaac, man, is the promised child. If he wants for for me to sacrifice him, then bless God. Hey, he's got the power to raise him from the dead because he said he's the promise. Say, Pastor Irvin doesn't say that there. All you got to do is go to Hebrews 11. Hey, the, the, the hall of faith where it talks about Abraham and the faith that he had. And it talks about it there. Hey, he had the belief that, man, hey, even if he had to. Kill Isaac, man, he was going to, God was going to raise him from the dead. We see Abraham here was a man who walked by faith. Hey, he didn't see the ram there until later on. He didn't know what was coming, but he chose to walk by faith. And that's the same call for us in here. That's what all in faith is. All in, all in faith is not just, hey, choosing to praise God when things are great in your life. Choosing to serve God when things are smooth in your life. Choosing to give to him when things are comfortable in your life. All in faith is choosing to do that stuff regardless. Because you're walking in faith. Walking by faith. It's choosing to trust in him and his plan even when it's hard to trace his hand. I've mentioned this name before, this missionary by the name of George Mueller. A man of God who uh, ran uh, an orphanage, and the story goes, right, that he had 300 
uh, uh, kids and this orphanage poor. You know, he didn't have any money and there was a time when they didn't have any food there. And so as the kids got ready for school, right, he prayed over the meal that wasn't there, said amen, and they just waited because he had faith that, man, God was going to provide one way or another. And we see what happened, right? There was a knock on the door, Brother Cliff. At just the right time, there was a knock on the door. And a man, hey, that ran a bread factory, man, that had a a bread truck, said, hey, man, I couldn't sleep at all last night, man. I just, man, had a feeling, man, that you needed some food, needed some bread. So I've got all this bread here. I provision in that moment, man. He walked by faith, even when it was hard to see. Man, the faithfulness of this man, of God, to trust that the Lord was going to provide. Provide. He's able to provide, man. He trusted in the promises of God, and Abraham did as well. And the same call is for us in this room as well. You may say, Pastor Irv, hey, I've prayed and prayed. Well, hey, I know situations of where God didn't come through, where he didn't heal, where he didn't provide, and how I wanted him to provide. Hey, in that case, listen to me carefully. In that case, that's when we trust that God's ways are higher than our ways and that he's good anyway. He knows what's best. It it may stink right now. You may not understand it right now. But, hey, he knows what's best. And so choose to praise him anyway. Walking by faith. All in faith consists of walking by faith. And thirdly and lastly, and I'm through, uh, is This, we see this, all in faith consists of, hey, choosing to worship when the provision comes. We see that in verse 12 through 14. Look back at the text there. Verse 12, hey, Abraham has the knife up. He's getting ready to sacrifice his son, but at the right time. Hey, there was another at the right time, by the way. At the right time, we see a ram that the Lord provided. The Lord meets Abraham there and provides this ram that was caught in the thicket as a substitute right for his son Isaac. He was getting ready to kill Isaac, brother Randy, but hey, but God showed up and provided a ram. And look what happens next. Abraham, it says here this. So so verse 13, so Abraham lifted up his eyes, saw that the ram was there. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. Abraham, hey, didn't just see the ram and say, "Woo, hey, true, I'm glad, hey, I'm, I was a I'm glad I didn't have to kill Isaac. And just went on his way. It said, hey, he worshipped. He took that ram and offered it up as a sacrifice to the Lord. I.e., he worshipped. He worshipped. And in the same way, man, may we choose to be those same folks that worship him. Genesis 22, right? There's a lot of Christological ties, right, to to the New Testament. Several uh, ties. Mount Moriah is not only uh, the place that we uh, see this event take place, but it was also uh, uh, the place where it's believed that God took the dust and made Adam. There, it was the place where the first sacrifice occurred. And hey, it's also known as the place of Golgotha. 
where the great sacrifice took place. Great sacrifice took place. You say, Pastor, what are you saying here? Where are you going? We got to choose to worship when the provision comes. Hey, it, hey, it might be earthly provision. It might not be. But I tell you what, God did provide, man, in the greatest way possible. And that provision is Jesus Christ. He died on this very same hill that we see Abraham, man, hey, look, sacrifice his son. Right? God provided a ram there as a substitute. Hey, God didn't provide a substitute for his only son, but he allowed him to lay his life down, man, so that we could have life. Man, he provided for us in the greatest way. And so as a result of that, hey, even if the provision doesn't come, if you're in Christ, you've already been provided for. That provision is the blood of Jesus. And so, way we ought to choose to worship him. Anyway, choose to worship him. All in faith consists of worshiping him when the provision comes. And that ought to be the same reality for us. Isaiah 53, 5, right, talks about what Jesus went through for, uh, says this, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. God provided the greatest sacrifice, that being his son. And for that reason, hey, we ought to worship. Hey, if you're not, if you're not saved in here, hey, that sacrifice that was provided for you, man, it ought to lead you to choose to repent and place your faith and trust in him. The greatest provision. If you are saved in here, hey, we've always got a reason to sing. Always got a reason to sing. You may say, Pastor, my life, man, is a mess right now. Hey, we're real good. I heard this just this week. I wish I had to take credit for it, Brother Lance, but it's so good. But, but I can't. Heard it this week. We're so good, man, as people at gazing right at our troubles and simply glancing at God. But perhaps we ought to choose to reverse that. Hey, just choose to glance at our problems, man, and gaze at the Lord. And by the way, perhaps that might be what worship is, man. Choosing to gaze and at the Lord, man, and worship him for his Goodness. Some questions to consider, and then we'll be through today from uh, this story of uh, Abraham. So much to unpack, but a lack of time. Just wanted to hit those highlights there, and uh, and then some questions for us to consider uh, this morning. First question is this: Hey, what do you need to let go of in your life to go all in for Him? Some of you guys, hey, listen, the, the whole idea of all ends great until the Lord, man, hey, moves you in a direction. And you're like, oh, man, I'm not willing to give that up. What perhaps needs to be let go of in your life uh, and for you to go all in for him? Second question is this. Hey, what step of faith is the Lord leading for you to walk in this week? What step of faith? Some of you, hey, you know for a while, man, God has placed people in your life, man, to initiate a conversation. You know that they're lost. Leading for you, hey, to, to initiate a conversation with them. And you've been hesitant to do it. Hey, man, take that step of faith. 
Hey, some here it is. I'm just going to be real. Some of you, God is saying, hey, choose to step in and serve in that ministry, serve in that place. Man, choose to take that step of faith. Man, what step of faith is the Lord leading you to walk in this week? And then third question is this, man, what are some reasons why, man, you can worship the Lord this week? I already gave you one, the greatest reason. That Jesus came and died for your sin and my sin, right? He made us right with God again through his death, burial, and resurrection. That, by the way, that reason is reason enough. But there are plenty of other reasons why. Man, we can worship him. Perhaps provision that comes about in your week. And perhaps a great day at work, man. Good news. Hey, what? Hey, what are some reasons why, man, you can worship the Lord this week, man, and choose to worship him? All in faith. That's what the Lord is calling us to, man. All in faith. Man, are you willing to go all in for him? With heads bowed and eyes closed, as we end our time today, if uh, you're new with us in here, this is what we call our response time. Bible tells us that we're all called to respond. Um, whenever we encounter the Word of God, there's always a call to respond. So what does that look like in your life today? Here in a moment, I'm going to pray for us. I'm going to say, man, we're going to stand and sing. And as I pray, hey, listen, you do business with the Lord. Maybe you're in here and you don't have a relationship with this guy that we talked about here. You don't know him personally. You may know all about him, but you don't know him personally. Hey, this is Jesus who laid his life down on Golgotha, Mount Moriah, the same place. And he laid his life down for you. And the Bible says, hey, your response is to choose to repent of your sin and believe in him. Your response today. Maybe you're in here and, hey, you know that there's some stuff, man, that you need to let go of, give up. Uh, Man, choose to lay it down at the proverbial altar today. Maybe you're in here and, man, your past is what you need to let go of in order to be all in for him.